Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. This morning for your peace and your love upon our lives, I give you thanks for gathering in a place where we seek your face and we want to hear your voice and we are already hearing your heartbeat and your spirit. So give us grace this morning to receive and welcome your word and your ministry that perfects men and builds the character of men that will change the world. Men who love truth, men who are committed to be faithful to you and to the church and to their families. And we pray, Father God, that all the work of Satan to come to kill, to kill and to, to steal and to destroy, we rebuke that spirit over the lives of these men that wants to strip them of their manhood and of their Christ-likeness. And I pray that your spirit would saturate them and fill them so that they might see the glory of God manifest in this world, serving their generation in the will of God with their thoughts, their words, and their actions. Because all men, all of creation is longing to see your son stand up in the liberty to be faithful, to be obedient, to be valiant, to be courageous, to be able to be bold and strong with our thoughts, with our words, with our actions, to be radical and intense, and to be able to raise up in our generation and leave a legacy to the coming generation of young people that are 10, 11, 12, 5, 6, and 7. Allow them, O oh God, to be models of courageous heroes fighting the battles of the Lord. And we glorify you today and we bless you in the house of the Lord. Prosper your word in the hearts of the men in this house. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. The expression of God's righteousness. And you know, this world is... God wants us to be filled with all wisdom. James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God. If anyone does not have, is not a wise person, and this is the full gamut of thinking like God, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who will give to all, say to all, no one's to be left out from wisdom, liberally, and without holding you uh, shamed, it will be given to him. So we need to understand from a perspective that God wants us to take the lead and to be wise in all things. We're to think like God thinks. We're to know like God knows. And that is what he created man to be in the first right when he said, let us make man in our image and likeness. So if we're to have the wisdom of God, we're to understand that God is bringing us to a measure of righteousness and a character which is measured by purity. Purity. And I'll tell you what the devil is doing in stripping mankind of their character of righteousness is by bringing impurity. Impurity. We were just talking to some young men in this conference and we were telling them that the power of a man's character is the realm 
of the purity he lives within. If you're able to walk in purity, you will have the power to stand up as a man of God in your generation. And to be stripped of your purity is to give up your manhood. The devil wants to purchase your manhood at any cost. Because he knows that if he could defile, that word means stain. If he could stain your character and it's in a place where no one's looking. It's in a private life. It's in your hidden life where you are compromising the character and the expression of God's righteousness being a son of God. If he gets you to be defiled, he knows you will never inherit the kingdom of God. He knows the word of God like the back of his hand. Revelations twenty-one twenty-seven says nothing which is unclean. There shall be by no means enter it that which is unclean, defiled, or causes an abomination or a lie. But only those that are written in the Lamb's book of life. So all the devil has to do with you is mark you. Is get you to, to have a stain. To have something in your life which is uh, not clean. Uh, those of us who know we're headed to that kingdom have been instructed in God's word. In 1 John 3, 4, that every man that awaits let's go ahead and look for this. Every man that awaits entering the kingdom of God is moving in the realm of purifying his life. That means getting out of the mud. Getting out of that which is dirty, unclean. And so, the devil's mud flinging and, and making sure that we're unclean. Let's go to verse 3, the verse right before this. Everyone, you could say that word with me, who has this hope purifies himself just as God is pure. How many really know you're headed to the city of our great God and King? Raise your hand. Come on. You can't be saying, I'm going. No, no. I'm going. I'm going to the city of our God and King. And no, nothing unclean will enter that place. Nothing unclean will be able to enter the city. Nothing that has a stain. And so here it is, everyone who has this hope purifies himself. You have committed yourself to being clean, to not being defiled, to being pure just as he is pure. And so if you were to talk to me like this when I first came to church, I would have said, you're crazy. There is no way that I can be able to attain that measure. It was too elevated. It was too sublime. Well, that was 30 years ago. But I began to pray that God would give me wisdom. And the Bible says in James chapter 3, verse 17, that the first character of wisdom that is from above is first, say it with me, 
You guys reading that, right? The wisdom that is from above is first pure. To think like God, first and foremost, above all things, first is purity. Then comes that wisdom that allows you to live in such a way that you experience peace, that's gentle, willing to yield. See, the wisdom of God allows you to walk in the fear of the Lord. You have wisdom, you're not contending anymore. You're not fighting the Spirit of God. You're not finding it hard. Uh, David says, your commandments are not a burden to me. When, when I first came to the Lord, I was a fool. Not F-U-L-L, F-O-O-L. With a letter F that was big time F. Capital F. So when God's spirit began to tug on my heart with regards to purity, I said, it's not going to happen. I started praying for wisdom, and I only prayed for wisdom for five years. It's the only thing I asked God, because I saw in the Old Testament when Solomon prayed for wisdom, God gave him everything else. So I said, I'm just going to pray for wisdom. And I spent five years asking God, I want to stop being a fool. It's a good prayer for a lot of people. Lord, give me wisdom. Teach me the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. And the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Wanting to be clean. And, and I used to say, Lord, if you don't make me clean, if you don't wash me, it's not going to happen. So he gives us the most powerful detergent called the blood of Jesus. Amen. And it cleanses you white as snow. And he's given us that so that we could walk in the character of real men. You're not to suck the gutter. You're not to run to where the mud is. You're not a pig to go back or a dog to go back to the vomit or the pig that goes to wallow in the mud. That's not what God has called you to. So we're progressing in this world-changing power of purity, that those of us that want to enter into the city and be a part of God's game plan upon the earth, is that we might begin to purify ourselves even as He is pure. And as God is calling His people to purity, Satan has considered his continual efforts to make sure that God's people are not pure. They are unclean. They are pursuing the things that, that mark them to not be able to come into the kingdom. So there is why Paul said these words, 2 Corinthians 11.3. He says, I fear that the devil, just like he deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds would be stained, would be corrupted, would be unclean from simplicity that is in Christ. What is he saying there? He's saying the devil's going to find a way to trick you into a lifestyle which is hidden. Nobody's seeing it. Nobody's going to call you on what they don't see. They can't correct what you're hiding from them. So that is the devil's trick 
See, the devil knows, Matthew 5, 8, he knows the word of God by heart. And so he knows that only the pure in heart shall see God. Those who walk in purity. Now, when I first came, became a Christian, I thought purity, I, when you said purity, I immediately pictured a nun. So I was thinking, God wants to make me a nun. I didn't understand purity. Purity is not the way you dress. Purity is the character of single singularity. It's, it's your, your, you only have one direction you're taking. When things are impure, they're mixed. You dabble in the mud, you dabble in the things that are holy. That's impure, that's ungodly. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Over the years, many people have told me, Pastor, I don't see God like you see God. I said, because you've allowed the devil to throw so much mud on your life that you think more like the devil than you do God. You think that you were created to walk in impurity. So the devil knows this. Let's go back to uh, 2 Corinthians 11.3. He says, I fear that somehow, say with me, somehow. That means somewhere your life, like a boat, is leaking. Somehow it's taking on water. And as the serpent deceived Eve through his craftiness, being real tricky, that's what that word means, so your minds will be made unclean, corrupted, defiled from the simplicity of following Christ. There is no greater peace on the earth than having a clean conscience. Say amen. amen. Having a clean conscience is awesome. And that's the work of God's spirit. Because faith works on a clean conscience. And a lot of people don't want to be a part of Christianity or the church or their walk with God. Because the devil has tricked them in identifying with their sin and not with the righteousness of God. So you were created to walk in pure thoughts, pure words, and act purely. The devil is going to make it his job to bring impure thoughts. The barrage of impure thoughts are continual, second to second, minute by minute, day by day, moment by moment, situation by situation. He's flinging mud at you the whole time. And so you need to do something to make sure that you're not polluted. And the Bible says if we could understand his schemes, his tricky ways to sneak into our lives, we could overcome him. Ephesians 5, 5. Paul was writing to the Ephesians church and he was saying these words, you know this, that no fornicator, an unclean person, nor a man who walks in lust, who has lifted up idols, will ever inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. This is serious. We're to walk in all power of purity and righteousness and holiness, and the devil is throwing all his darts to capture our hearts 
And as he does, he begins to sequester and, and take us into thoughts that were never supposed to be in there. But it all started, the impurity started with aspects of deep-seated defilement. And consistently in the New Testament, every time it talks about purity, it talks about pornography. It talks about dabbling in the lust of sexual deviancy. And the church has dropped the ball in a serious manner. It's the last time the church talked about sex talked about intimacy, talked about naked women, naked men. But the devil knows that if he's to keep a lot of people out of heaven, all he has to do is throw junk in their brain and cause them to desire that which will kill them. So here, Ephesians 5.5, 5, Paul says, No unclean person will enter inherit the kingdom of God. But let's go two verses before this where he says like this in verse 3. Sexual immorality. The next word after that, after fornication, which is translated sexual, you leave those things which are orderly and proper. It always says sexual deviancy and all uncleanness. Uh, you could translate uncleanness, impurity. The devil, through his craftiness, is seriously marking the destiny and the fate of many people because they don't know the power and the destruction of a defiled mind and conscience. And it's secret. No one knows. No one sees. But with every glance... In a sexually deviant, impure manner, the devil's holding you prisoner. I was just on the phone with a gentleman, and we were landing in Hartford, Connecticut. And they called on the phone through Save Your Marriage. He says, listen, we got married 10 months into our marriage. My husband tells me he has a horrible addiction to pornography. And I say like this, I said, listen, the travesty of this defilement and impurity is that with the Eskimos, they know how to hunt wolves and they'll grab a sword and they'll paint it with 30 coats of rabbit's blood and they'll bury it three feet in the snow. And at night, as the wolves are out there looking for food, they smell the blood and they draw near to the scent of rabbit's blood. And they'll dig deep into the snow and begin to lick the rabbit's blood off the blade. And with every lick, he slices his tongue and begins to drink his own blood to his own death. With that which attracted him, which is flavorful, which is attractive to a wolf, he drinks his own blood to death. And so in the morning, the Eskimos go out and they find a dead wolf. And this is the same way Satan destroys a man. Attracting him 
with the scent of lust and attractive pleasure. He engulfs in pornography to his very death and destruction. There is no greater death style. It'll kill your marriage. It'll kill your family. It will destroy the church. And so we need to understand the schemes of the devil that those who are unclean and those things that are full of the attractions of selfishness, I'm thinking about myself, my pleasure, my sin, will not be fitting for the saints. Verse 4, neither filthiness. Look how it, it, it makes these things almost synonymous. Fornication, sexual morality, impurity, felt filthiness. Nothing that, uh, that deviates from the course of wisdom. No foolish talking, no joking around, which are not fitting, but rather being grateful to God. And so Paul is getting into this matter, and he gives all the churches he writes to specific instruction. Colossians 3.5. He says like this, put to death, put to death those members which are on earth that connect you to sexual deviancy, immorality, and those things which are impure, the passions, evil desires and lust, all these things which are idolatry. You're putting stuff before God's purpose before God's design, before God's purpose. First uh, Thessalonians 4.3. Uh, I used to ask, Lord, why do you want me to walk like this? And it says, because this is the will of God. This is what God desires. If you're going to get to heaven, it's because you're doing what God desires and not what you desire. That's why he gave us the cross so we could deny ourselves and say, not my will, thine be done. And so this is a matter of those that will repent and walk contrary to the passions of this world. He says, this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. Some people nowadays say, no, God understands. God knows. God knows that he's to make you pure. That he's going to give you the power of purity through the work of his spirit and grace and the blood of Jesus. Fulfilling the will of God in your life. Verse 4 says, Each of us should possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. In a manner which honors God. In a manner that you're, you're fleeing those things that do not please God. That's the word sanctification. Separating yourself. Um, the, the greatest tool for purity. Say with me. Ready? It's very difficult. Ready? Run. Run. This is the greatest tool God has given man to be able to live a life of purity. Run! I, I say there was two men that were at the Everglades and they were camping and they come upon a lion. They were best friends. And when they come upon a lion... One of them goes down on his knees. The other one froze. Says, don't move. Don't move. He's going to see us. And the guy was taking his shoes off. And his friend says, what are you doing? You're not going to outrun the lion. He says, no. All I have to do is outrun you. 
I'm taking my shoes off. I run faster without my shoes. And if I run faster than you, he's going to eat you, but not me. You need to run. I, I, I wish that you could hear my voice when the devil's luring you into the trap of pornography, of sexual deviancy, of fornication, of adultery. You hear pastor's voice saying, run, run. Because you're going to be taken captive and destroyed from God's purpose in your life. And so there it is. Each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. Well, what's the opposite? What, what, other, what is the opposite? The option I have in verse 5. Not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who are not close to God. How is it that the devil is able to take God's sons... To delve into the depth of sucking the sewer, drinking out of the toilet water. Psalm 24 3 says, Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who shall be able to participate in this high and holy calling he's calling us to? Verse 4 Those with clean hands and a pure heart, who has not offered up his life to that which is an idol, nor is delving into deception, lying, a hidden life. I want to show a video this morning before we continue, and it's a very intense video, but it shows you what the devil is doing in the lives of so many people. something do you think I'm pretty what's your favorite part about me do you want to see more I can show you whatever you want. Honey, dinner's almost ready. What's wrong? Nothing. Okay, we'll finish up what you're doing and come on downstairs. Okay. Um, um, nada, es, uh, 
Solo un programa de televisión. Ah, ok. Voy a menos a la cena, ok? Ok. Hana, tú no me vas a mojar en esa pequeña, ¿ha? Opa. Felipe, la cena está lista. Come on, it's dinner time. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for keeping our family safe. And thank you for this delicious meal that you have so graciously given us. And thank you for keeping our family close and so full of love for each other. Los abuelos que tenemos en la familia, que los cuiden mucho. Y también que toda la gente que necesita ayuda, que los ayude en Dios. Y también para esta familia bien especialmente para todos. Napagmahan ang asawa at talawang mabuting anak na pinagkalaog ninyo sa akin. Of the 7 billion people on the planet, 2.2 billion are online. There are 247 billion emails and 5 billion text messages sent every day. In 2010, the average person spent over 18 hours a week online. 40% of all children in the U.S. will go online, and the Internet has now surpassed TV as their choice in media. Every day, 2.5 billion pornographic emails are circulated. In fact, daily, 47% of kids receive pornographic spam. The latest statistics show that the average age of the first view of pornography is nine years old. 90% of children between 8 and 16 years old have already seen some form of pornography. 77% of teens before the age of 18 have viewed it on the internet, and 80% of 15 to 17 year olds have been exposed to hardcore pornography. In fact, the adult industry says that 20 to 30% of its traffic is from children. Over 1 billion pornographic web pages are just one click away. Half of all Christian families report that pornography is a major problem, and its use increases marital infidelity by more than 300%. However, 67% of men and 49% of women think pornography is acceptable. Half of all people engaged in sexual internet interactions lost interest in sexual intercourse with their spouses. According to the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, 68% of all divorces involve one party meeting a new lover over the internet. Many pastors agree that pornographic addiction is the most damaging issue to their congregation. Yet in a survey conducted in 2002, 30% of all pastors have viewed internet porn in the last 30 days, and over half have done it within the last year. According to a survey conducted in August 2006, 20% of women suffer from an addiction to pornography. But there is a way out. There are places dedicated to restoring broken families and for educating parents. Josh McDowell has launched a major emphasis to raise awareness, network with other resource groups, and offer solutions to help families address this issue. Hope is just one click away. For more information, 
visit justoneclickaway.org. Recently, a man was sitting in his office, an older man, married, four children, and he begins to dabble into what's called teenage porn, meaning 19-year-olds. Did not know that the images he was being downloaded on his computer were of 17-year-olds. And when the police came in and looked at his computer, he didn't know but he had 26 counts of child porn watching 16 and 17 year old girls going to prison for 10 years. That is a huge price for any man to pay. The devil is a liar. The Lord wants to make sure that his people today in the house of the Lord make a commitment to flee the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Ecclesiastes 7, 26 26 says that a man who pleases the Lord shall be delivered from a wicked woman. There is something more bitter than death. It's a woman whose heart is a trap, is a snare, is a net. And you think, my friend, that you will go in there without consequence and without destruction and you're deceived. Her hands are like fetters. Those who please God shall escape from her. Will not fall in her trap, in her destruction. But the sinner shall be trapped by her. I think it would be devastating for our sons to fall in this travesty. It would be devastating for our daughters to marry men who are enslaved and addicted to sexual deviancy. To be able to discern that which is right from wrong. 2 Timothy 2.22 says like this. It says, flee. That's That's the word, run. Flee. Not F-L-E-A, which is a flee. But I'll tell you something. The word fugo. Is a Greek word, flee, which means take off like a rocket, my friend. Don't go by the door of her house. Do not look into the window, the monitor, the computer. Flee these desires. Pursue righteousness. Be like those that call upon God out of a pure heart. Let purity come on your life and you're a champion. Let purity come into your marriage and it will thrive and flourish. Pursue love, peace, and righteousness. 2 Corinthians 6, 6, 6, 6, and I keep on getting stuck on that. Um, 2 Corinthians 6, 6 says, it's by purity that you establish yourself to be a character of a servant of God. Tell your neighbor, purity should be your passion, should be your pursuit, should be your provision. Purity. Knowing and waiting upon God by the kindness by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love. These are the things that established that we are, we have shown ourselves to be servants of God by purity. 
by our self-control, by us being led by the Holy Spirit. Sincere love means no selfishness. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you dabbling into? What are you satisfying? Promises to satisfy and only in prisons. Ed Cole says about pornography. These men seeking intimacy should get it from serious prayer in the presence of God. Serious coming before the Lord. Purity of eyes. Purity of ears. Some of you are listening to junk on your headphones. Make sure that purity is the hallmark of your appetite. I love, and I'll finish with this, Proverbs twenty-two, eleven. You want to be a friend of Jesus. He who loves purity in his heart and grace in his words, the king will be his friend. Don't, don't compromise your friendship with Christ. Don't compromise your friendship with the king so that when you get to heaven, there's going to be an incredible eternal embrace in his presence as you have put away that which is unclean, that which is defiled, that which is destructive. And you're pursuing those things. Your meditations in Philippians 4, 8, and 9 has this to say. Whatever things are true, things noble, things just, things pure. Things that are lovely, things that are good. When there's excellence and praiseworthy, these are the things you should keep your thoughts upon and your meditation. Don't allow the devil to deceive you and to offer yourself up to things which are ungodly, unclean, impure. That's not where we're headed. And then God is going to use you mightily upon this world. Can we stand this morning? Some of you have said, Pastor, I've already put that away from my life. Well, I'm going to tell you this morning, Revelations 22, 11. Those that all have, it says, he who is unjust, he who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him still be more filthy. If you want to go into the gutter, my friend, that's, that's your lot. God was faithful today to draw a line so that you might desire him. So you might pursue him. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still more. And he who has become clean, holy, let him be more holy. And I promise you, you will never regret the day you heard this message and made a decision. If you want to make a clear decision before God and the angels and the demons, just raise your right hand and say, I will be pure. I will walk in all purity in my thoughts, in my words, in my action. I'm putting pornography away from my life. I'm not going to pursue the foolish lifestyle to run to where those people are walking in lust, lasciviousness, and lewdness, for there is a trap there. Father, look at your people and sanctify them and cleanse them and wash them with, your, with the blood of Jesus. Allow them to serve you as vessels of honor in all holiness and sanctification, for this is your will, O God. And you have promised that this is that which overcomes the world, even so our faith. 
We believe, oh God, you have called us to holiness and to purity. We believe we could flee. We can make a distinction of those things that are holding so many prisoner and destroying so many families and so many marriages and so many churches and so many pastors and ministries. And your spirit, oh God, fall afresh upon us. Cleanse us and wash us and make us white as snow so that we might serve you with a clean conscience. We belong to you. Our marriages belong to you. Our families belong to you. Our children belong to you. Our grandchildren belong to you, O oh God. Deliver them, O oh God, from all the schemes of the evil one, of all the craftiness and the curiosity that he brings as he destroys the lives of so many. And we believe, O oh God, this morning you will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we prayed and asked. And we shall be bearers of light agents of change being conformed to your image and not deformed not distorted not robbed and stripped of our character of manhood we'll have the best marriages our wives oh God our husbands will be wholesome without any distraction and deviancy of Satan in Jesus name we pray in the house of God says amen amen and amen